You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. While we take very seriously in our community issues such as transportation and housing, I think that the wiser heads among us can generally stipulate that to really tackle these problems, a regional approach is critical, if not essential. At the core of that effort, here in the Bay Area at least, has been the regional institutions such as the MTC, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission, and ABAG, the Association of Bay Area Governments. Those institutions are currently having a bit of a spat about who will dictate land use here in the Bay Area. Napa County Supervisor Mark Luce is Napa's representative on the MTC, and I've invited him here today to talk about what's going on and what it means in our community. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. These two institutions that have, have a lot of say, a lot of influence, are deeply involved in what goes on in the Bay Area, seem to be uh, sniping at each other at the moment. Uh, I was looking at this memorandum from the executive director of ABAG to the executive director of the MTC, and it was like, you know, a family feud going on. Talk a little bit about what all this is and what it, what it might mean. Okay. Well, just, just to give you a little more context, I was also the president of ABAG and still the immediate past president of ABAG, which is sort of a person of authority within ABAG. So I actually sit on both uh, commissions and, uh, and therefore have that sort of dual perspective. And what is going on, I believe, um, the unfortunate relationship is that uh, most of ABAG's uh, core funding comes through MTC. Uh, the state of California gave ABAG the land use authority um, and SB 375, the latest uh, requirement to uh, come up with uh, plan Bay Area or you know greenhouse gas reductions. Um, it was also uh, given to ABAG to do. Um, but the money to do that, the, the funding of the planners uh, comes through MTC like billions of dollars go through MTC every year to, to fund various uh, transportation efforts in, in the area. And the director of MTC apparently doesn't like the idea that sometimes ABAG makes decisions that he's not in agreement with. And, um, and I think this is kind of a struggle over that, that uh, the, the director at MTC would like to have more authority uh, over the decisions around land use uh, than he's been authorized to have. And, uh, and, but they do control the funding. Uh, they can actually do great harm to ABAG if they withdrew their funding. And uh, so we're having that discussion as ABAG, whether we like it or not, because um, our survival depends on it. Does MTC and or its executive director or, or the agency in general have any statutory authority other than economic, other than funding, over ABAG? Uh, no, and I think that's what's really frustrating <laughs> to the director uh, is that they don't have land use authority. Now, they have a responsibility to come up with a transportation plan that is con- consistent with our, um, our our strategic plan Bay Area, um, but they uh, do not have the land use authority in terms of uh, of coming up with uh, how the housing is to be allocated and uh, distributed in a way that's consistent with that. Um, so, um, but, you know, and so the latest proposal was they would sort of keep ABAG uh, as an administrative body to do the job it has to do, and yet it would have no staff actually under its authority. And so, you know, we, we 
I guess, be kind of like planning commissioners uh, in a way. And uh, so that's just not acceptable really to anybody uh, who's an elected official on uh, ABAG, which uh, actually comprises of all the cities, but one, I think, in the Bay Area and all the counties have representation on ABAG. And I think we're pretty much, well, we were unanimous that we, we did not support the uh, the removal of our, our planning staff to MTC because of that for, for a number of reasons, but among them is the, the need for local control. Um, and I, I know there's a misconception uh, among many people that ABAG is somehow a top-down organization that we're imposing uh, an agenda on, right. on local government. And in fact, it's really the opposite. The state of California has mandated uh, these strategic plans, and they're going to happen, even if it's the state of California that does them. And what ABAG ha- does is basically work with local governments, get their input about how to best address these issues. And, and they work hard with local government uh, and uh, small cities, big cities, uh, counties, and otherwise to, to get their input. And, and the current Plan Bay Area, which allows local government to de- designate where they want uh, development to occur uh, is is a plan that not only is consistent with local control, but also I believe is the best plan for the Bay Area to really see uh, the kind of growth that we need to have happen over the next uh, 20 years to accommodate uh, both the jobs and population growth that we expect to see. So uh, I work on both commissions. I think MTC is really good at executing transportation projects. Well, I shouldn't say they're really good. I mean, they execute transportation projects. That's what they do. Um, and uh, and I don't believe, you know, that sort of line of command, uh, high authority approach is not what's needed as we uh, evolve and work through the delicate issues uh, of land use planning and uh, what the future Bay Area should, should look like. And um, so, uh, but like I say, uh, the funding is in their hands, so we have to be at the table. Is it fair to say that what MTC, the executive director of MTC, is trying to do here is exactly what people fear about ABAG, that they're trying I, to put it that's in That's what a, we've been accused of, is, is bureaucrats making uh, decisions that electeds should make. And, and when we heard that uh, from the comments during Plan Bay Area, it was kind of laughable from ABAG's perspective, because we're all electeds and we're all, in a sense, representing our local governments. I mean, Napa, for instance, our housing allocations have come down from like 2,000 units in the unincorporated area down to like 186 uh, and under the current plan, which is now actually consistent with what we can do. And and that's a, that's a product of being at ABAG, telling Napa's story, uh, telling our concerns about our conservation areas and, and other communities doing the same thing and realizing that we actually have a lot in common and, and that ultimately becoming uh, Plan Bay Area policy. So it really has been a bottoms-up approach, despite the accusations and perceptions that we were unelected bureaucrats making decisions for people. We were, in fact, not that at all. However, like you say, if MTC took over, uh, then I really believe you would have an unelected bureaucrat sort of dictating how things were going to flow. The problem is, one of the problems is that MTC hands out a lot of money. And as an elected official, you don't want to offend staff because they've got the ability to make your project look good or not, or, or work through a situation where you, you need money, but it's not there. 
they can help you or hurt you on those financial decisions. And the last thing you want to do is get crosswise with them on a land use decision. And so, you know, there, there's really a conflict of interest, I believe, working through MTC on important land use decisions, the same body, the same staff that uh, help solve financial problems uh, in transportation for that same community. Uh, I think there's uh, uh, there's just a conflict there. And, and so it, I think we've been lucky that those land use decisions have been worked through ABAG uh, independent of any financial consequence to your local community in terms of getting uh, one of your key projects funded or not. And I'm not saying that's happened, but there's certainly that awareness that you're talking to a planner that has, you know, the ability to make your project go away and you're complaining about, a, a, you know, a housing or a zoning issue. And, uh, and that's, uh, that, that's just the conflict. And, and so that's just another reason why I think the MTC model of basically having all of that under their line of command, um, is not healthy for the Bay Area. What made MTC at this point in time think that this kind of a power grab, which is essentially what it is, would would play out? I don't know per se. I mean, you can speculate. I mean, the 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 what is said is uh, Dave Cortesi, uh, supervisor from Santa Clara County, who I have great respect for. I, I've seen him work both at ABAG and MTC over the years, and he's uh, generally a good decision maker. But he's just had this agenda that MTC and ABAG should be merged. And uh, and so as he's the newly elected president of MTC, and I guess he sees this as the most tangible way of accomplishing that. Um, but I just totally disagree that this merger is not uh, what we want. It would be far that what he's at least proposed and now I think has been rejected by uh, MTC uh, at our last meeting uh, would have been uh, uh, much, uh, uh, the situation would be much worse than our current situation of, of two separate organizations working together. Um, if we're going to do a merger, I think there's a lot of people who are saying, well, you know, maybe we should have one consolidated organization doing both land use and transportation planning. Uh, but we would need a council of governments overseeing that a council of governments that looks more like a bag and less like MTC. Um, and so that is in the past is what has been proposed maybe five or 10 years ago. And, uh, it ultimately was rejected by MTC cause they don't like giving up their, um, authority on making those financial decisions on transportation. So, um, so I'm not sure. I think there's ways that we can work together better so that there's not overlap or duplication or miscommunication. Some of the issues that were raised as uh, a problem, um, and I'm open to talking about uh, a full merger, but I just, I'm wondering if MTC is really serious about following through with that, if they understand what that ultimately would mean. What is their argument? What is Cortese's argument? What is MTC, th- those that favor this, what is their argument for doing this? Why do they think that it will be better in terms of transportation and housing planning in the Bay Area? They just... Uh, the arguments that were given were basically inefficiencies and overlap that you have two different organizations uh, that they would argue are essentially doing the same thing. Um, but I disagree. Uh, I mean, the, the, even the examples they gave were, um, you know, ABAG 
uh, put out a uh, printed document on Bay Area indicators, indicating various measures of health in the Bay Area. And MTC did the same thing, only on a web-based platform, and that was uh, Steve's, we, we had a hearing yesterday, that was Steve Hemminger's uh, example of overlap. Well, then the research engineer stood up and said, um, no, these were two different platforms. ABAG actually provided the data to MTC so that they could do their web-based platform. It wasn't duplication. It was the two organizations working together to put out essentially the same information under two different platforms. And so, so those are the arguments that are being made for merger, which are really, really thin and, and don't even really may not even be true in terms of what the issue is. So again, I think it's, it's really just, uh, uh, a director who is not used to hearing people disagree with him um, and uh, and therefore calls out inefficiencies and therefore that's his justification for doing this. Um, and I think on the opposite side, again, I'm on both commissions, so I presumably could go either way, but uh, that know that what we've had with ABAG is a very healthy discussion independent of whether your transportation project got funded um, and listen very carefully. Um, and it was democracy and it was kind of messy, uh, had a lot of hearings, a lot of, a lot of give and take, a lot of complaints about the hearings, a lot of, you know, a lot of haranguing, but ultimately I think what we've got now is a Bay area that is all in on the plan Bay area. it seems like almost every elected official, uh, in the Bay area is weighing in that they want to see ABAG continue with its land use authority, um, and its ability to execute on that authority. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time and interesting discussion. I, and as I think our current arrangement actually works pretty well, I'm always open to new ideas as to what will work well, but I'm not willing to compromise and, and just, uh, compromise for the sake of compromise and create an entity that won't work well. And I think uh, at least the latest proposal, that's, um, that would not work well at all. Is there something to be said, putting aside the mechanics of this, but is from, from your experience, is there something to be said from tying land use planning and transportation planning in more integral ways in the Bay area? Yes. And that's what plan Bay area does is, uh, and that was the uh, the mandate of SB 375 was to to connect that and uh, so that's that's good um, and that and that's been very helpful so that's where we uh, when we designate our priority development areas uh, those are areas where there's a, a high degree of of uh, transportation available you know bus lines rail lines uh, locations where uh, transit is accessible uh, on, uh, on a meaningful basis. And so that's where you want your higher density development so that people can get around without getting on the road because uh, the reality is we're at 7 million people now in another 25 years, plus or minus, we'll be at 9 million people and traffic's bad as it is. And, you know, you're going to have 2 million more people. We're going to have to figure out uh, how to get around. That generally means people uh, either using transit or I think more ideally uh, living much closer to where they work and not commuting so far. So, so Plan Bay Area looks at those realities, looks at the demographic realities in terms of the age groups and, and who, who, wh- what that's telling us in terms of how people will want to live. And that has all been folded together to come up with a cohesive plan that, uh, uh, that 
incorporates the, the transportation issues into the land use issues, uh, which is necessary. And so I thought we did it very well. Uh, and I don't really think the, all the inefficiencies that we've heard uh, MTC uh, talk about recently uh, were meaningful. Um, and uh, ultimately, I think we came up with a with with a good plan uh, within a reasonable time frame and within the reasonable budget. Um, How is this going to play out at this point? Is it going to be necessary for the legislature and or the governor to step in in order to settle this? Um, well, you know, actually yesterday uh, we had a meaningful meeting at MTC where it uh, wasn't for action, but uh, we had many people weigh in on the topic, uh, everybody from labor unions to uh, uh, planning uh, city managers and planning directors and employees and, and uh, retirees. I mean, basically, there's a whole bunch of people who would be affected by this, not just the handful of planners that would move. And um, and what we heard from uh, uh, Supervisor Cortesi and I think pretty much the entire MTC is that we need to take more time, that they will fund uh, ABAG through the rest of the year, which is part of our agreement with them actually uh, we have a funding agreement that presumably goes through 2021 but they didn't seem to be like they were going to honor that um and so uh this uh at least gets us funding through the end of june of next year uh we're going to take more time what i heard the other mtc commissioners saying is that they want a more comprehensive review of what uh a merger would look like without any preconception as to what that merger would look like. What, what are the, in other words, what's the opportunity and that we would get a third party involved to, uh, somebody who actually works with organizational, um, organization and, you know, uh, workforce and, and get them involved to look at this and give us some wisdom on, you know, what needs fixing, if anything, and then how about, how do we go about fixing it? And I think it's true. If ABAG and MTC came to one mind that we found a model that we all agreed with, then we could probably get state legislation to to create that that merger without much of a problem. So the real question is: Is there uh, something? Is there a model out there that we can agree with, um, and uh, that that solves real problems? I mean, and so so I the current. The status today is very much different than it was yesterday. I think we're now on a more um, reasonable course of taking the time that's necessary to to look at the situation, look at what the real issues are, look at what the real opportunities are, and to uh, either arrive at a conclusion that nothing's broken or that something is broken and here's a reasonable way to fix it. So. Um, so I'm much happier with where we're at today. Uh, it, I guess you can say the uh, Supervisor Tessie certainly deserves credit for having raised the discussion and because uh, it did get thoroughly vetted, I think, yesterday in terms of the many issues that need to be considered when you think of something like this. Um, but we, uh, so now we're gonna take a little more time and, and see what we can learn um, in terms of what the right answer is. And, and finally, and I'm sure people listening to us must wonder, if the, all of the, this infighting and bureaucratic machination and all the stuff we've been talking about, while important, is it taking away valuable time from the vital work that both agencies, that MTC yeah. and ABEG, need to be doing for the people in California, the Bay Area? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> um, 
It, probably not in the sense of when this came up is really uh, we're in a uh, around a plan bay area that is uh, not requiring quite the level of effort that we did uh, uh, just a year or so ago. So if if you're going to raise the discussion now is sort of a quieter time to raise that. Um, but ultimately, it uh, the ramifications are huge. Uh, ABAG does a lot more than just uh, housing and transportation. Um, the estuary project is one that it manages. Uh, the, the Bay Trails is another that it advocates and, and manages. The Green Business Program was created ABAG and is supported there. Um, there's energy uh, a loan program, which uh, allows people to uh, build and borrow money to to create more energy efficient um, uh, buildings and, and infrastructure and and so there's a number of programs uh, that that ABAG does basically in collaboration of local government local government says we need this uh, bonding uh, facility we need this uh, uh, all the different things that local government uh, realizes it needs uh, available to it. ABAG works with local government to, to make those things happen. But if we lose our planners, um, we lose the heart of what makes ABAG work, and uh, many of those programs become in jeopardy. So, um, but, you know, I guess the time it takes to make sure you've got the right organization is worth it. Um, but it has created, unfortunately, I believe, a lot of stress with our ABAG employees not knowing if they were going to have jobs at the end of mm -hmm. December. So I really don't think the approach that was taken was very productive. I think the questions are worth discussing. But um, And now I think we're on a much better path, path to to do this in a way that, that's reasonable and allow the employees to focus on what, what they're supposed to be doing, which is uh, facilitating all those different programs. It does sound like ABEG does a lot of the heavy lifting in all of this, and what MTC really has is the power of the purse. Big, that's pretty much summarized it, Jeff. And so, and, um, you know, when, I, I know if we have ABEG had a separate, and we're only talking $4 million, okay? So, I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you know, just one day of overruns on the Bay Bridge, you know, shoot up that in a second. You know, so um, we're talking $4 million a year that a that MTC funds ABAG, and they're concerned about how efficiently that that is spent. And so, uh, you know, that, you know, four million dollars to another person could be a lot of money, but from a regional government perspective, it, it's it's just not a lot of money. And given all the the leverage that occurs from that, it's it's a very small amount of money. And so, um, so yes, if ABAG had a different funding source, which we've pursued in the past, but nobody's really paid attention. Uh, I don't think we'd be having this discussion. Um, of course, there's our, there's argument why, well, we should have this discussion, even if we did have a separate funding source. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, it, it is because ABAG's at the mercy of MTC and, uh, and they're using that to get what they want. So, well, let, let us know if we need to start a Kickstarter campaign for ABAG. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, we're, um, ABAG, uh, the good news was that a lot of people uh, rose up and, and spoke on behalf of the, the value of ABAG. And I think that was good for everybody who got to listen to that hearing yesterday. Actually, you can find those hearings on. Uh, videotape, okay. and I think uh, it's 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 like a, watching like twelve episodes on Netflix. It's a little bit long, but at least you get to see the beginning and the end of it. And uh, um, but you'll you'll hear a lot of voices talking about the the virtues of ABAG, and it's uh, um, and so it was good to hear that. It was good to see uh, the, the Bay Area rise up to the occasion. Um, 
Uh, we've got more work to do, as always, and we'll hopefully get it done in a way that makes sense. Napa County Supervisor Mark Luce, I thank you so much for spending some time and uh, explaining all of this and bringing us up to date. Much appreciated. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now.